Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Well, good morning, River of Life. I want to say good morning to Star Valley as well as they're joining us live this morning. And uh, we are excited about what God is doing in Star Valley. Got the chance to talk to Zeb and Stacy a little bit this week and just phenomenal things. They continue to grow, continue to see God move. And uh, it's just really neat to see what he's doing there. So I want, you to, I want to encourage you to continue to pray for them. And we're going to do baptisms in just a few moments. I want to spend a few moments in God's word before we do that. I do want to just mention to you that if, if you're new to River of Life, if you've never been here for a baptism gathering, one of the things that we, we believe so strongly in this, and I think sometimes what can happen is people will go, yeah, I should do that someday. And so we take out all of the excuses why you can't do it today. Um, we actually, if, you, if you're sitting in the room and you're like, well, I didn't bring a change of clothes, I didn't bring a towel, I don't have my, you know, my friends, my loved ones, I'd like them to be able to watch it. And all of those excuses are removed because we have extra towels, we have extra, we have extra shorts, we have extra shirts, we actually have a live stream that you can tell your friends and family to watch. So all of your excuses are removed. Now, if you're in Star Valley, you have an excuse because there's no tank set up for you today. But you can talk to Zeb and Stacy right afterwards, and they will set that up so that you can be baptized if that's something that you feel drawn towards. So I want to take a few moments, and I want to talk to you about this idea of baptism because I think for many of us, we can get to a place where baptism is a checked box in our list of things. Even as Jason was talking about tithe, I think sometimes we can get to a place where it's just a box that we check, and we go, okay, I did that, did that, did that. But baptism, all of these steps are so much bigger than that. When we're talking about finances, that's a hard issue. Like we gotta get to a place where we trust God with all of ourselves. And when we talk about baptism, this is such an important step in our faith journey. What I don't want is I don't want it to be a check box where we go, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, right? And you literally do get a t-shirt if you get baptized. (laughs) Um, that's not, that's not what it is. It's actually, and and so I want to look at the story of when Jesus was baptized, because I think there's a lot that we can learn from that. How many of you know, if Jesus felt the need to be baptized, we need to be baptized. So in Matthew chapter three, verse 13, uh, John has already announced this is Jesus. He made this big announcement to everybody. This is the one who comes. This is who we've been waiting for. This is the one whose shoes I'm unworthy to even, his sandals I'm unworthy to, to uh, clasp. I mean, that he's made this huge announcement. Now Jesus shows up, says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized. Uh, I, need, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come But yet you come to me, Jesus replied. Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this in fullness of all righteousness. Then John consented as soon as Jesus was baptized. He went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love 
With him, I am well pleased. Let's pray. God, in the next few moments, as we spend a few moments in your word, I pray, Father, that you will show us what we need to see. That, God, you will, wherever we are in our faith journey, I pray, God, that we will hear your voice today and that, Lord, we will be drawn to move forward. And God, we just praise you for that. I praise you for those who will be watching this in Star Valley, those who will watch it in Malawi, Alaska. God, we're just so grateful for the letters we received even this week from the jail as, as men and women are watching and participating with us. And we're just so grateful for that. So God, wherever we are in our faith journey, God, I pray that you'd speak to us today, that I would get out of the way and that you would be front and center. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. So I wanna break this story down a little bit because there's three things that I want us to look at that happened when Jesus was baptized. First of all, God speaks from heaven and he says, this is my son whom I love and whom I am well pleased. And so God looks down uh, at Jesus and Jesus is sinless. So he looks at Jesus and, he's, and he, he pronounces how pleased he is with Jesus. What an amazing moment this must have been. So as you, as you make a decision today, and, and again, if you at any point during this time, whether it's, it's while I'm speaking or while there's baptisms going on, if you make the decision, yeah, I need to get baptized, you can make your way to the lobby and they will help you with that. But I, it's amazing to me because God looks down and he says, listen, I I am so pleased with Jesus. So when we get baptized, baptism gives God the opportunity to make an announcement over your soul. Yeah. Now, you may go, okay, that's cool for Jesus because he was sinless, right? Uh, what would God announce over my soul right now? Because maybe you're a mess. Maybe you've done messy things even this week. Maybe you've struggled. Maybe there's things that you're dealing with that you're, you're trying to walk through. Or maybe you just, maybe you've accepted Christ, but in all honesty, you all, when you look in the mirror, all you see is your past junk. But the great thing about God is he not only made a way for us to, to become sinless in the fact that we can wash our sins under Jesus's blood, but that's how he sees us. So when he looks down on you, if you were to say, hey, I'm going to get in that tank today, I believe with all my heart that when you get into that tank, if you've accepted Jesus into your heart and you've asked him to forgive you of your sins, that he looks down and he sees you just the way he saw Jesus. Yeah. And he says, this is my son. This is my daughter in whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. And for some of you, you need that today because you don't feel as though you're pleasing God at all. And I want you to understand God loves you. He sees you through the eyes of Calvary. Amen. That's amazing for us. He sees you in a sinless state and he wants to make that pronouncement over you. The second thing that I noticed in this story that happened is that baptism provides a setting for breakthrough in your circumstance. What do I mean by that? As we read this story, it says that the heavens were opened. Some translations will say the heavens tore open. That's amazing. So what happened is all of a sudden we're in this realm, the realm that you and I all know, but in this moment where Jesus is baptized, all of a sudden a window opens to another realm, to another place, to a different way of seeing things. So for many of you, you sit in the room today and you've accepted Christ, you've, you've said yes to him, but you, you are in need of a breakthrough. You're in need of a, a place where you can begin to understand that this world has no hold on you. Somebody in the room needs that for sure. Because you've gotten to a place where you're about ready to give up. 
where you're saying this is as good as it's going to get. And I'm telling you that in this moment when Jesus has been baptized, the heavens ripped open and now all of a sudden there's an opening to the realm that we're actually supposed to pay attention to. We're not, as believers, those of us who have accepted Christ into our lives, this world is not our home. The things of this world are not the things that are actually important to us. What's important to us and the way that we're supposed to live our lives and, and the way that we're supposed to find our existence and our happiness and our, our, our joy is through understanding that all that we do here, how does it reflect in heaven? And so, so in this moment, we see that there's breakthrough from your circumstance that can take place. You see, this isn't just about getting in a tank and getting dunked and coming up because if that was it, then, then we really wouldn't have that much to celebrate. It's about the reality of what's actually happening inside of us when we make this decision. It's saying, listen, God, I, I believe that you sent your son to die on a cross for me, and, I, and so I've accepted him into my life, and I've called myself a follower of his, but yet in this moment, I'm, I'm making it known to everybody that I am going to, in all humility, because for some of you, that's why it stopped you, is because you feel like, oh, I don't want to be the center of attention. Uh, some of you are introverts, and you're like, I can't even imagine getting up on that stage. I can't even imagine that camera that being on uh, that big, huge screen like that just freaks you out, right? Jesus humbled himself. He said, if anybody could have said, I don't need to be baptized, Jesus could have. But he said, listen, I'm going to model it so that everybody understands. And so he goes and he humbles himself and he has John baptize him. Now, for many of you, you've accepted Christ in your life, and maybe it's even been years since you've accepted Christ, and you've just been putting this off and putting this off, and there's always a good excuse not to. But I want you to hear from me today that when you accepted Christ, you said, listen, my old man is dead, and I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. So some of you, if you've been doing that, if you did that years ago, months ago, whatever it was, then can I tell you what you've done now is you've been carrying the corpse with you. Yeah. It's time to bury the corpse. Yeah. It's time to bury him. It, this isn't weekend at Bernie's, people. <laughs> Everybody under the age of 20 has no idea what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> but come on, all of you over 20, come on now. Weekend at Bernie's, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you dress it up real nice. It sits next to you in the car. You pretend, right? But it's time to bury them. And that's what this is. We're burying who we were. We're saying we're done. We're done with this. So it's an important step in our faith journey. It's so important. So for some of you, what you need to understand is we've got some people that are already signed up and I believe that there's gonna be others that are gonna make the decision to do it. But with that, what you're, what you're doing is you're having a funeral today. We're burying who we were and we're saying, I'm no longer that person anymore. I'm now a follower, a believer in Jesus Christ. And for some of you, it's gonna take some humility. You're gonna to have to say, you know what, I'm gonna humble myself because I don't care what anybody else thinks, but guess what? Everybody in this room is gonna celebrate with you. Everybody's gonna be so excited to watch you dunk under that water and come up and say, I'm a new creation in, in Jesus Christ. The next thing that I noticed about this story is that baptism prepares us for the battle. 
If you were to read this story and then continue to read after that, what we find is that Jesus got baptized and right after that, he went into the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days and he was tempted. So Jesus has this moment where he says, listen, I'm gonna humble myself. I'm gonna have John baptize me. In the baptism, all of a sudden, God speaks over him. This is my son, I'm well pleased. It opens heaven, and now he's got this moment where he's gonna step into the next part of his story, which is the beginning of his ministry, as he goes and he's gonna be, he's gonna be tempted and faced with, with something that's very difficult. So Jesus knew, hey, I've got to prepare myself because of what's coming. For some of you, what you need to understand is that this world is only gonna get harder. It just is. Things are only gonna get more difficult. Being a Christian is gonna become less and less popular as time goes on. And so for us, when we, when we get into this tank and we say yes to Jesus, that I, I don't care what anybody else thinks, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make it public, that everybody knows that who I was is not who I am anymore. And in that moment, what we're doing is we're setting ourselves up for success when that battle comes. Because it's so important for us to realize that this is not just something that, that is a nice thing for you to do. It's something that actually, when we look at the New Testament, we don't see believers that, that accept Jesus and don't get baptized. When they accept Christ, they get baptized. You read it time and time and time again. So it, it, it's that important that we do it. And, and you may be sitting there going, how do I know if I'm ready to be baptized? Can I just tell you this? If you've repented, if you believe in your heart, then you can come up here in a clear conscience. And, and those are the three things that you need to be able to get into this tank and say, I am now a new creation and I'm gonna follow Jesus from now on. So we need to approach this excited because that's what's happening in people's lives. They are, they, I love this church because I talk to people all the time who so many will say, you know what, either I was burned by church in the past or I didn't ever go to church before and, and I didn't really understand relationship with Jesus Christ and now I'm in this place and so many of you have come out of addiction or come out of a lifestyle that was so hard and you sit in this room today and you've, you've been set free, you've been changed by the power of Jesus Christ and that's so incredible to me and I love it when I get the opportunity to sit by this tank and watch those people dunk under the water and say, listen, I believe that Jesus is who he says that he is, and I know that in this moment, what, what I thought I was, what I used to tell myself I was, that's no longer it. That Jesus has a plan for me, and he loves me, and he sees me, and he has dreams and desires for me. And so I say this every time we do baptism here at River, but I want you to hear it just to make sure that we're clear. When you get into this tank, this isn't washing your sins away. It's tap water. <laughs> If tap water could wash your sins away, then Jesus wasted his time, right? It doesn't do that. That happens when you accept Christ into your life and you say yes to him and you say you wanna be a follower and you ask for forgiveness of your sins from him, then his blood is the thing that washes your sins. So, so if you hop into this tank and, you're a, and you, you haven't done that, then you're just getting wet in front of a lot of people and it's kind of a waste, right? So that needs to happen first, but then once you get in here and you, and you dunk under, then you, you're making a public profession of your faith. You're making a declaration. 
of who Jesus is to you. And as I was thinking about that this week, I was drawn back to one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And it's, it's this character that we find in Mark chapter 10, it's blind Bartimaeus. And I love this story. And, and Bartimaeus is sitting on the side of the road and we'll read parts of it in just a moment, but Jesus is walking and Bartimaeus cr- calls out to him. And this is, you may go, what does that have to do with baptism? Well, let me explain it to you. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 48 or 47, it says this. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up. They said, come on, he's calling you. As the story continues, we see that Jesus eventually says to him, uh, what is it that you want me to do for you? Now, that's an interesting, story, uh, an interesting question because anybody could tell that Bartimaeus is blind. Everybody knows that Jesus has been healing people, including blind people. And so Jesus asked this question. So as I was thinking about this story, I believe that the reason that Jesus asked this question is because he wanted Bartimaeus to say it out loud. Bartimaeus says, I want to see. Well, in order for Bartimaeus to say that to Jesus, he had to believe that Jesus had the power to do it, right? So all of a sudden, what Jesus is asking for is a public faith statement from Bartimaeus. It's important. See, Jesus didn't need that. Jesus already knew. It's not like Jesus was confused by what was going on with Bartimaeus. He knew this guy is blind. He wants to see. But yet he still asks the question, And he asked the question because he wanted Bartimaeus to speak his faith out loud. He wanted Bartimaeus to, in in the midst of all these people, to say, I believe you. See, Bartimaeus doesn't say it to Jesus unless he believes Jesus has the power to heal him. But because he does have the belief and he has the faith to understand that in that moment, he speaks it out and there's something so powerful about publicly declaring something. God wants us to publicly declare our faith in him. It's important. Jesus did that with Bartimaeus because he knew full well that it was important for Bartimaeus to say it out loud. Before Bartimaeus met Jesus, he was sitting beside the road. And after he received his sight from the Lord, the Bible says in Mark chapter 10, verse 52, that he began following him on the road. Which of those two lifestyles is more fulfilling and which would you say is more like what you're doing? I believe that there are many of us who who are called by his name and we're sitting on the side of the road. But when Bartimaeus made his public declaration, when he said, "This this is what I believe, I believe you are who you say that you are, Jesus. I believe you have the power to do what I need done inside of my life. And as soon as he made that declaration, all of a sudden, he stopped sitting on the side of the road and he began to take steps forward towards Jesus. So as we talk about that today, maybe you've already been baptized in water and my encouragement to you then is figure out what your next step is. What is your next step? Maybe it is that you've struggled in the area of giving, then you need to make that step. Maybe your next step is coming to a place where you're serving. Or maybe your next step is, whatever your next step is, maybe it's through some more discipleship and and joining a small group and, and digging in deeper into the word. All of us, no matter how long we've been in the faith, we all have a next step we need to take. 
So we can choose to be blind and on the side of the road, or we can choose to have our sight and follow Jesus. And so my encouragement to you today is this. Whatever, wherever you find yourself today, will you just say, God, what's my next step? And for some of you, I believe with all my heart, it's going to be baptism. And you're going to, you're, you may be wrestling with God right now, thinking of reasons why you shouldn't, why you can't, why today's not your day. Put those things aside and say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be faithful and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into this because it's obviously so important that even Jesus did it. So I want to pray over you. We're going to celebrate. Let me just give you a little heads up. If you've never been at River when we've done baptism weekend, the way that we do it here is maybe a little different than what you've seen other places. We have the worship team comes up and they'll lead us in full on worship. And you'll get to see on this screen, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll get, if you were here last night, you know why I'm saying that. Um, You'll get to see on this screen the person in the tank and, and different people are gonna come and they'll be doing the baptizing and, and, and we'll be talking to them. You won't get to hear that part, but we'll be having conversation with them. We'll pray over them. And then when we baptize, what we do, and I think it's really cool that this ended up being on Super Bowl weekend that we're doing this. Um, because for some of you, and I, maybe you know when you watch sports, you get really into it and you're like me and you yell at the TV and stuff. <laughs> And your wife tells you to stop yelling at the TV because they can't hear you. Um, or your husband. Or your husband tells you, yes, that's true. Could be either way. Maybe that may, but can I tell you what's, what's happening here is so much more important than that. And so uh, later on today, we're going to have Super Bowl in the room and it's going to be fun and people will probably be shouting and yelling at the screen and all that stuff. And by the way, it's going to look super good on that screen. Just going to tell you. Um, but... If we can yell at that, how much more should we be yelling for that, right? So we cheer here, and I, the reason I always, I always kind of preface this is if you're new in the house, and all of a sudden we're singing, and all of a sudden people start like, yelling around you, don't get freaked out, that's on purpose, okay? We're cheering, and I love what Pastor Seth said earlier, like, you can relive that moment. Like, God, I, I remember when I got in that tank. I remember that, and I don't want it to be a box that I checked. I want it to be, I want you to relive that with me. I want, I want, to, I want the heavens to open. I want, you to, I want you to speak over me right now, because he loves you so much. So I'm going to pray right now. The worship team's going to come. They're going to get ready to lead us in some more worship. And then we're just going to keep going through as people decide they want to make this declaration. We'll baptize them until, until we're done, until everybody's done being baptized that wants to be baptized. And... Um, and we just worship together during this time. And so I'm really excited about this. I always love baptism weekend. So let's pray together and then we'll jump right into it. God, we thank you so much that you love us so much. That God, you love us enough that you sent your only son to die on a cross for us so that when we get into this tank, Lord, and we've accepted that and we believe in that and we've chosen to follow you, that God, you look at us through the eyes of Calvary and you are proud of us. Not because we're good enough that we could be sinless, that we could live a sinless life, because we're not and we can't, but Lord, we do trust you and we know that you are the God who loves us enough to forgive us of our sin. And so Lord, I just pray that every person that gets in this tank today, that God, you would speak to them and that God, they would feel that you love them, that you care for them, that you are proud of them. God, we just praise you. And I pray that as a church family, we will celebrate. We'll be excited to see what you're gonna do. We give you all the praise today in Jesus' name.
Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks. Thanks.